Let's go, let's go, let's go. It must be Friday night, and in fact, it is March 5th, 2021. Wow, I was going to go into, is it usually January, February, is, oh, no, 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 Shawnee B, my partner in crime. It's tournament time. We got a lot of stuff going on. You heard the weather report before going in, so Dorch and I already talked about golf already. We'll get into all that, but more importantly, there was a basketball game last night. Yes, Michigan, the university blows out the competitor down in Lance in East Lansing. Yes, Michigan beat Michigan State 69 to 50 as we almost know. We most always know because it's 7 p.m. on Friday, Darren, and everybody's been informed so much. But I bet you they don't have this guest, so I'm going to go right to it because I'm excited, Sean. Everybody knows who you are. I already know what you're excited about cooking this weekend, but (laughs) I bring the best of the best. And when I saw this tweet last night from this fellow that said in it, and I'm paraphrasing it, is that Tom Izzo pretty much out of 30 years of covering him, he said, go write what you want. I had to have this guy on. Lucky to call him a friend. You may know him from the AP uh, press reporter, but I like the fact that this gentleman covers Michigan football and Michigan State basketball. Uh, Mr. Larry Lage, how are you tonight there, Larry? I'm great. Pleasure to be with both you guys. Big fans of uh, both of you uh, on and off the ice, I guess. And Sean, are you well, cooking some beef? What do you? I want to know what Sean's cooking this weekend and whether I can have some. Yeah, well, Larry, you know I'm what? telling you, I, I, Mac. I've been telling Larry he's coming over when all this is over. Uh, Larry, I'm going to have you over. I promise. And whatever you want me to cook, I'll cook, my friend. I want you but to have. You wanted, I, I want you to have ribs, ahead. and I want uh, Al Sabaka's next to him. His playoffs. Uh, playoff special uh barbecue I, I would like to have both of those i had actually had al come out to my house in ann arbor for my 40th birthday and he did a he did the uh, red wings playoff spread for my uh my crew it was amazing awesome. all right well here let's start right there then let's give al sabaka some love because that's been a tradition if anybody doesn't know of the barbecue that goes on and usually try to do it once every few months or whatever and it was a staple at joe lewis arena but larry as a reporter and uh, I want to speak to more of, yes, um, we are friends off, you know, uh, there's certain things that even, te- you know, 10 years after, um, 10, 12 years now after I've retired and stuff like that, where, you know, the media people, when you treat athletes with respect and it goes back and forth, then hence you have relationships throughout. But that relationship with the barbecue, can you speak a little bit more on that to let people know exactly? Because as the weather gets nice, um, we all talk about it, but it's sort of like a, you know, it's like an Illuminati thing. I mean, it's a special well, it, thing. I mean, the rite of passage in, in the spring and into the summer, Al Sabaka, who's famous for taking care of the ice at the Joe and now Little Caesars and drives the Zamboni, is an amazing guy. Uh, he would make the Red Wings a spread that featured ribs, sausage, um, those are the keys to me. You know, there might be some hamburgers and some sides, but basically his ribs to me are the best ribs I've ever had, seriously. And uh, he gets them at Eastern Market. And what he did for the Red Wings guys, every time they advance, he'd make that spread again. And those of us that were working, um, you know, uh, and dodging uh, the the, uh, the drips 
in the ceiling in the in the press room he'd come bring us leftovers and it was like you know throwing a bone to some dogs we were just so thrilled and i i've asked al like hey do you ever do private catering he's like i do it for you so he came out to ann arbor long drive from him on the east side and made a spread and said hey i'm probably just gonna cook and then leave and of course he knew a couple people and and uh hung out with us for a while was, uh, so i'm gonna have him back in a couple years when i turn 50 so uh i hope he's listening no, absolutely he is, and that's all about the culture, and that's all about you know what it's about as we're trying to grow back into as the hockey team gets uh, tries to get their feet and their culture going. But let's get to uh, Michigan, Michigan State last night. You watch this team all the time. Uh, I was I was mentioning earlier today that uh, you know this has an opportunity where where Michigan shows who they are, and I I expect because what they've done. Michigan is everything that the football team should do, which is shut up and just produce. Tell me once, show me twice. And I think Sunday that could be the coming out party where everybody goes, holy cow, because if they can build on what they did, it could get even uglier in my opinion. What was it like you know, for you being there watching this all play out? Well, first let's start with how – I have been covering sports without fans dating to the Rocket Classic since July. Unfortunately, I've gotten used to it. Um, I don't like it, but it's just kind of it is what it is kind of thing. Last night hit me different. Being at Chrysler, the Michigan-Michigan State game, a game that you know I live and die with. I grew up in Ann Arbor. I live in Ann Arbor. I went to Michigan State, worked at the Lansing State Journal every, in between. Like I love this rivalry. I love people on both sides of it. Um, and it was just really um, unfortunate last night to just have maybe 100 people in the stands, friends and family of coaches and players on both sides only, uh, per a Big Ten rule. They can't even have the 750 that we can now have in big arenas, uh, but that's probably another conversation for another time. But a very big statement win by Michigan, bouncing back from Indy, uh, beat, losing to Illinois, uh, routed the Spartans right from the start, ten nothing, punched them in the mouth, and, and didn't let up. One sixty nine to fifty, clinched the Big Ten. Um, I think they're a number one seed. Um, certainly can seal that. I think by winning out here Sunday at the Breslin Center and then the Big Ten tournament next week in Indianapolis. And you know, Michigan State is squarely on the bubble, fourteen and eleven overall, eight and eleven in the Big Ten, which seals Tom Izzo's first losing season in twenty season in conference mm-hmm. play. Uh, he had been 500 uh, five times before, but now he will be below 500 in the Big Ten for the first time. You know, Larry, it's interesting. We're the, we're the home of, of, of the Spartans, as you well know, but, but seriously, we deserve to talk about this Michigan team. You've had an up-close look. Uh, there were a lot of people that were scratching their head when Jawan Howard was was hired. Let, let's be honest. I mean, I'm not just saying this. I, I thought it was a good hire. Did anybody in their right mind think it would be this good this quickly? I mean, it it's fitting hand like glove right now. Yeah, I think you have to give excuse me, you have to give Ward Manuel a lot of credit for the hire. <clears throat> he was in a hiring period that was not uh, a good time to be looking for a coach when John Beeline shockingly went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I actually talked to Coach Beeline last night in the parking lot a little bit. Um, we can talk about that as well, where he may end up, but. Um, unbelievable job by Juwan Howard. This team is so unselfish, so talented. You can truly see that they enjoy being around each other, and it's a pleasure to watch. Uh, I covered 
four or five of their home games this year. Uh, watched them quite a bit. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, Michigan Hoops uh, was really good. You know, in the 80s uh, with Fisher and Frieder, uh, 89, <clears throat> 89 championship game. You know, I lived and died with that team as a high school sophomore in Ann Arbor. Um, watched the Fab Five. Those guys are the same age as me. Um, but this team is as good uh, one through seven, eight as Michigan's ever had in my lifetime. Um, and I frankly hope they cut down the nets because it's been too long since the Big Ten team has won it, has won it all the way back to 2000 with Tom Izzo and and the Spartans with Mateen Cleese and Morris Peterson and company. And I was working for the Lansing State Journal like a whole other life ago. I mean, it's time for the Big Ten to follow up this impressive regular season with a national championship. Well, that's awesome. We're, listening, we're talking to Larry Lage, uh, AP Press. And, and here, Larry's got, like, one of the jobs covering the four, covering the Lions, covering the Red Wings, covering Michigan football, covering Michigan State Spartans, living in Ann Arbor. You're, you're like Canadian, bro. You have the same yeah. mentality as me. I love both schools, except I married into the Spartans, so I got to be all the DMAC to the Spartan thing. But – this is, you know, the one thing, and you mentioned that you ran into uh, Coach Beeline uh, in in the parking lot. What uh, what did that conversation go like? And you know, it, I saw a tweet, a picture of all the uh, after the you know Michigan won first first Big Ten win since 2014, and and they were all waving up to Co- to Coach Beeline, I think, or it showed respect because you know some of them were his guys. But what did he have to say uh, to Larry Lage in the parking lot? Well, quick funny story. So I covered the uh, Michigan women's game earlier in the day because they were playing a top 10 team, Maryland. Um, number eight, Maryland beat number 12, uh, Michigan. As you say, I covered it all. And uh, I was there like at noon. Then I went home and made dinner for the family. And then I went back and um, I forgot where I parked and uh, it worked out for me because I was wandering <laughs> around. I ran, I, I ran into John Beeline and uh, we uh, tapped elbows and I said hello and asked him for his new phone number and he paused and then uh, gave it up and uh, told him have a good night, sent him a text and I'll definitely be in touch because, um, you know, there's already been some rumors about Boston college. Um, you could imagine if Indiana fires Archie Miller after four seasons that John Beeline gets a call. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not firing Mike Bray at Notre Dame, uh, but I could see John Beeline, uh, a devout Catholic who goes to daily mass, just totally eating up going to Notre Dame close to Ann Arbor where he'll probably keep his home because he kept it when he went to Cleveland. Uh, wouldn't have to deal with Michigan. Bar's not that high with Notre Dame hoops. Um, I just can't imagine he's good with going out the way he did with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I could be wrong. Um, I look forward to that conversation with him, and uh, you can uh, keep an eye on the AP Wire or my Twitter account to see what he says if uh, I get anything good. With all due respect to Larry Bird, Larry Legend, Michigan version, uh, joining us, Larry Lage here on uh, 760 WJR. Hey, Larry, what do, what do you think the Spartans have to do? You mentioned they're on the bubble. Joe Lenardi, for people that follow bracketology, has them as one of the last four in. What do you think they have to do to keep that tourney streak alive? I think their magic number is one, whether it's Sunday okay. or next week in the Big Ten tournament, perhaps against Rutgers. Um, I think they're in. I think if they lose the next two games, um, they're in a precarious situation, and I think 
you know, flip a coin. Uh, I think if they can beat Michigan, um, and I do give them a shot, um, or Rutgers, which certainly would not be an easy game, um, I, I think they're in. Um, there just can't be too many bubble teams that can say they beat two top five teams like this team did deep in the regular season, handling Illinois and Ohio State two days apart. Uh, it really an impressive showing. Uh, but then they fell flat against Maryland. Uh, they came out flat and got punched in the mouth by Michigan. Uh, they get a chance to bounce back. I've known Tom Izzo, as he said, uh, you got to see the Zoom, guys, if you, if you haven't already. It's the first question of the press conference, and I asked about Rocket Watts, who didn't die for a loose ball, and I possibly pivotal moment, and he said, Lair, you've known me for 30 years. you figured out right what you want. And it was classic Izzo. Um, hmm. And uh, so... Um, let's just say Rocket didn't play the rest of that game, and if Rocket isn't at Michigan State next year, I won't be surprised if he if he moves on. I think um, he's too good of a player, and it has not worked out. It certainly could change, uh, but it, it doesn't look good right now. You got Foster Lawyer, a junior, in a sling um, after surgery. I think the biggest problem with this Michigan State team has been their point guard play. Uh, they thought they could. Uh, make Rocket into one after he backed up Cassius Winston well last year. They thought Foster Lawyer could be solid. Uh, it just has not worked out there. A.J. Hoggard is a solid freshman, but you know he's not quite ready to play more than 10 minutes at this level. Then you're, you know, you got a mixed bag of a little Josh Langford, a little uh, Aaron Henry, who's kind of a Swiss Army knife anyway. Uh, it's just when you don't have a goalie or a pitcher or a quarterback or a point guard, it's hard to win. That's Larry Lage, AP, Larry the Legend from Ann Arbor. Uh, happy to call a friend and stuff. I just wanted to ask you one more thing um, about that because I was trying to let people know where that this talent, you, you said it earlier, uh, to seven or eight deep, this is the deepest Michigan team that you've seen. And, and Sean and I were around, obviously, some people with the Fab Five, but it was the Fab Five and stuff like this. Um how legitimate of a shot do you think they do have it to win, and does it matter whether they win the Big Ten tournament or not? Well, I, I don't think it matters if they win the Big Ten tournament relative to um, – thank you, Nick Saban, for giving me that phrase that is always in my head – relative to the NCAA tournament. Um, and, you know, I think Michigan can uh, win it. Um it's hard to say they will win it, um, but why not? I, I, I think they will. I think they have what it takes um, top to bottom. They have uh, guard play um, with a nice combination of, you know, Eli Brooks and, and Mike Smith, um, a nice transfer that um, is the kind of transfer that really might have helped Michigan State quite a bit this year. Um, I think they can win it, and I think the Big Ten is due. I think it was the best conference in the regular season, um, but unfortunately or fortunately, you know, it's big boy basketball and the team that cuts down the net, everyone's happy and everybody else is disappointed, uh, at, at least in terms of their championship contenders. Great stuff, Larry. Always a pleasure to catch up with you. Make sure you check out his fine work in the AP. And, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind people you can check out the game uh, Sunday afternoon right here on your home for the Spartans, 760 WJR. Always a pleasure. And, and trust me, Larry, 
you'll be there when Max over my house, and we'll have a big old barbecue when this is all over. All right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll, we'll have a pop that I tried to get uh, your your analyst Matt Stegging out to have with me at Fraser's last night, but he, I couldn't get him to pull the trigger. I, I said, "Hey, I called about last call. We can get one in." Uh, but uh, Steg had to hit the road. You're a true beat writer, bud. You're a true beat writer. Always looking out for the boys. I appreciate it, Larry. Thanks a lot. We'll look to catching up with you later on. That's Larry Lage from the AP Presser covering Michigan football and Spartan basketball. When we come back here on the Enforcers Show, we are going to talk. We'll let you know. That's Darren McCarty, WJR 760 on this Friday night. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday night, the first Friday in March of the year 2021. And as the weather's going to start breaking at the beginning of the week, March Madness is around the corner. Talking, you know, next week it's going to be the dump and purge uh, puke fest in the uh, NFL where they get rid of all that loose baggage and bad contracts. And we get to permeate Sean on what can be and who can we get. And, and uh, I'm excited. Is it? Do you love this time of the year? Love it. It's underrated, Mac. You know, it's it's different for me. I mean, because you know where my mind is right now. My mind is usually okay. We're about a month away from the Stanley Cup playoffs, and so that's different. You know, I mean, it's always the first week of April. You know, going into ten days into April, so that's going to be a little bit different. But now this is a great time of year. Absolutely, positively. Wouldn't be a Friday night on the Enforcer Show without this man. We love to give off the positive vibes. There is no one more positive, yes, than the King of the Warriors, Mr. Positive Greg from Shelby. How are you this Friday evening, my friend? D-Mac, fantastic. Shawnee B, fantastic. Warriors, you are the master of destiny, the center of light. Your future is waiting. So fight the good fight. Hit me. Oh, my God. You're right, uh, uh, D-Mac. Looking forward to this. uh, I mean, the days are getting longer. The light is longer. Uh, Sorry to be uh, jumping all over my words, but, oh, my God, this this is the best time of the year. A little bit more golf weather. I can see you out there hitting it 250 yards right down the middle of the fairway. Ow! I must have swung out of my shoes on that one, but uh, thank you, brother. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope you stay safe. Uh, Sean, I'm going to switch it up a little bit uh, here and ask you right now because Larry was in your grill, and I was going to tell him that the one thing is what did he request? Sausage and ribs, and you know there's if I'm going to be there, there's going to be chicken wings. Wings. Baby, them mm-hmm. chicken wings at that barbecue. Dorch, don't worry. Um it's in September, I think Sean said, is the one that you're invited to. <laughs> yeah, my request um, is just to get invited to this. That's my request. Yeah, I'll eat whatever what? you give me. You got a lot more it. to work with. But, Shawnee, I know you're excited. I heard you earlier. But what this is this weekend sounds like a big one for you in that barbecue. What yeah, you, you know what? It, it's it's funny. We, it, we're kind of doing some debating around here, and uh, I, I kind of wish, you know, next Monday, Tuesday, they're talking about 60s and all that, but... 
Uh, Mac, you know what? I'm 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 kicking around the idea, just grilling a bunch of sausages, some peppers, and onions, and uh, we, we've had some vacillation around here. We'll see the way Sunday goes, but a rare day off for me on Sunday. Uh, you know, this is the time of year I'm kind of going seven days a week, and I, I'm not complaining because I don't work for a living. But right now, we're kind of kicking around the idea of of doing uh, you know a, a few different varieties of sausages and. You know, grilling up those peppers and onions, and you know, I I'm a guy. I I can get the hoagie bun. I cannot get the hoagie bun. I I can cut up the sausages, but uh, I I'm, I'm telling you, you give me a good grilled sausage, I'm happy. Says the guy who is gonna have mediocre on his freaking gravestone. There's nothing mediocre <laughs> about what you just described there. Thank you, my friend, because that is right in the wheelhouse, and I think that that's the one thing, and I wanted to touch on what Larry said and you know from a player's perspective and and Big Al's barbecue and stuff like that it turned into sort of a staple and a rallying cry but it was always good because you know it was funny because Scotty back in the day and you know Scotty was is that he liked who he liked and he didn't who he didn't uh, but everybody would sort of uh, meander or away or uh work their way around scotty but you always knew people were hiding out whether they liked them or not when that barbecue smell because here's the thing you think barbecue smells up the neighborhood have you ever seen the barbecue go when you're at practice and you're you like getting bag skated at the end or doing extra work and the barbecue comes in from the back because al's got the doors oh. open because it's nice and then you got to smell that as you're doing like uh, climb the mountain which is like blue line goal line red line blue right that is yep. unfair but it makes you want to get it done anyways no it, it's absolutely and, and you know the be- the best part about it is is like mac like honestly who doesn't like a barbecue i, I mean honestly who doesn't like a barbecue and it, it's the funniest thing you know when when guys come over and and, and you saw it up close and personal everybody's just chill, everybody's having a good time, oh, I got to try this, or, or, you know, oh, I, you know, I've never had that, I got to try that, and th- that's the best part, it's just a, it's it's a way for people to get together, and, you know, hopefully things start to loosen up around here a little bit more, and we finally kick the crap out of COVID once and for all, and, you know, we, we can all chill out and just have a great time. Well, that's a, that's a great point, and, uh, you know, um, I didn't know COVID um, doesn't come out till 11 now, but that's beside the point. <laughs> We're going to pay some bills here on the Enforcer Show. When we come back, I'm going to allow the Dorchmeister, because he's got a great culture question, and about who should speak out about what. So, please, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, this is Darren McCarty, Darren McCarty Show, AM760 WJR. in the in the past week or few weeks about uh, going on do you want to um let the listeners know uh what i'm trying to talk about and i will give you my opinion i would love to i'd be happy to um so over over the last week i'm gonna let my dialect coach brandon blake come in and pronounce this guy's name because i can't very famous okay, soccer player by the name of uh, you know you deserve this for, for a minute so sean and i can't do this show well we couldn't even we can barely turn the computer on, but uh, Tador and Brandon Blake back in the studios. Appreciate everything you do. So I like to see the way you guys are working together. This is teamwork making Great the team. dream work. So Dorchy, it's just like you know what? Mm, sometimes you gotta, you know, relinquish the putt to somebody who's a better putter. You know, so Absolutely. Brandon, 
Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Okay, that's it. We're good. Uh, but yes, very, very crazy. Uh, made the comments the other day uh, in, re- in regards to LeBron James. Quoted saying, uh, he's a phenomenal in doing what he does, but I don't like when people have some kind of status and they do politics. I play football because I'm in the best play- at playing football. That is their, uh, the first mistake people do when they become famous and they come in a certain status. Stay out of it. Just do what you're best at because it doesn't look good. And that's in regards to LeBron speaking on other topics that don't have anything to do with basketball. And I, I, I understand what he's saying. I don't agree with what he's saying. But it, it led me to the fact that we're, we have an interesting perspective here. We have someone who played professional athlete, who was a professional athlete, who can speak to this and using their status and whatever extra little attention they have to talk about things that need to be discussed to the followers. So I kind of was curious about you and you, Sean, your thoughts on a guy saying you're an athlete, just be an athlete. No, because you're a human being. So it's a different case for everybody else. And you cannot put LeBron James is not only, you know, arguably the greatest basketball of all time, but as a human being, whether, whether you think he's self-serve or whatever else, but he walks it and talks it no matter what he tries to do. And he has a huge influence, even more so, in my opinion, than just athletics. So it's because it's it's who are we talking about? When, you, when he says that and you say, who are you talking about? Well, for me personally, um, I think that I've, the reason that, I, that I, I'm here and honored by WJR to have my name on their own show is because of the respect of walking it and talking it's the same thing as you know the biggest you know the biggest kicks that i get out is that dude we we're named the grind line after the people of this city that we are um stepchildren of that have embraced us as their own and we just wanted to give back like they were working and and to do that and it's to be a part are you talking what you're saying are you standing behind it and whatever else and it goes you know Politics is politics, but what you do is not who you are. I think that it's, I don't think that Zoltan or whatever, even if a bitch, bitch, he's a soccer player, so he's he's the one with the ponytail, right? And uh, yeah, (laughs) that was funny. He's the one with the ponytail. They all got ponytails there. Um, But uh, he's like speaking out on, I don't think he's informed enough of all the things LeBron James does besides basketball. Sean? No, no. You know what, Mac? You know, I'm I'm not a big fan of telling other people how to live their life. I, I I'm just not, and I I'm a big fan of of free speech. But this is something that is near and dear to my heart. And you know, many times that I you know hosted WJR, especially in the summer and fall. With that comes the recognition that people are going to call you out for what you said. That there have to be ramifications for what you say and what you do. And, and sometimes people don't realize that, that, you know, if LeBron James speaks out, I 100%, 100%, I can't say that enough, support his right to say whatever he wants, okay? The the part that I, I always kind of scratch my head at is when people get mad when other people use their right to free speech. It, it It's not a one-way street. It, it shouldn't be a one-way street. But I, I don't care, you know, as long as you're not telling people to go burn things and kill people and, and really spreading hate, absolutely, positively, you, you, you use that platform and, and, and you say what you want. I, I mean, that's, to me, that's the freedom that, that makes this country so great, that you don't have to worry about 
you know, the, the KGB coming at night and, you know, taking you away for a <clears throat> work assignment in Siberia or whatever the case may be. So um, 100% I, I support his right to say things. Now, point blank, I've heard him say a bunch of things that I don't agree with. I, I would hope that people can be adult enough still, and I, I question this, that, that you can separate LeBron James and some of his personal feelings and LeBron James and his incredible ability, one of the best of all time, to play basketball. Unfortunately, that's not the case today. You know, we, we see it on, on both sides of the fence. Oh, I'd root for that guy, but he's a fill-in-the-blank, you know. And unfortunately, we're, we're not mature enough as a society to do that. But I, I just don't like telling people how to live their life. I mean, you, you do you. Do you. I, I know that's such an overused cliche, Mac, but... Uh, you you do you so you know I mean honestly he's he's entitled to his opinion I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be entitled to his opinion but so is LeBron yeah no absolutely and and here's the thing is what you brought up is accountability you know what I mean you got to be accountable for your actions for your words for everything else and what did uh, Dorch even uh, came back and said something else yeah I'll, I'll, obviously when this came out reporters spoke to LeBron LeBron gave his thing that you know he, he has this voice he's not gonna he, he's not gonna shy away from that and, and that's agreeable but he followed up by saying politics divides the world sports unite it football unites athletes wherever uh, wherever we do what we do to unite. That was my message. Athletes should be athletes. Politicians should be politicians. So sticking to his thought process, but trying to explain it up a little better. And I don't really think he did it that well, but that's just me. I think that's a pathetic point. It does, does that mean, does that, mean that, that an athlete shouldn't have an opinion? I, 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 I'm sorry. I just think that's, that's, that's such a silly, silly opinion. I, you know, it's, I, I always used to laugh, Mac, you know, sometimes if somebody would say, well, fans, uh, fans aren't in the room. They don't know what's going on. You know, sometimes some pious, holier-than-thou um, broadcasters, I hear them say things like that, and I'm like, huh, well, that's interesting. Are you telling all your viewers or all your listeners they're not entitled to an opinion when – you know, Max Red Wings lose three straight, although you guys never did that, as we well know. Or the Lions finish 4-12 and 12 on a season because they're not in the room, because they they're, they don't get a chance to talk to the athletes. They can't have an opinion. I, I just think logic like that is just silly. Well, it, it comes from where's the source, right? Because, B, don't you have – you've been doing some big J journalism in there, and so don't you got another – Zlatan is one of the, like, cocky – Outspoken. He's one of the most outspoken people, like in yes, the world in athletics. And he was talking to a reporter in 2014. Zlatan says to the reporter, "Only God knows who will go through." The reporter responds, "It's hard to ask him." Zlatan says back, "You're talking to him." Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's a everything. He's a cocky guy. What's what's this? But what's the source? So this is a guy that views himself as, as a god. Uh, you know what? Okay, <laughs> there you go. Put him in that category. Anyways, this is uh, the Darren McCarty Show. Thanks for joining us here at AM 760 WJR. When we come back, weather's getting nice. I got to update you on what we got going as far as what's going on in golf. This is Darren McCarty Show, AM 760 WJR.
We were just talking about, uh, you know, and I think it goes down to Sean. Anything in life is where's the, where's the source and what you're trying to. That goes down to don't tell me what, tell me who. And that source, you tell yep. me what, who it is, and that's a blowhard. So he's not in my who. So, and I'm not saying he's. And you and I are the same, right? As far as you're entitled to your opinion, you can do whatever you want. But what I'm telling you is, if I'm not doing it. Then, then please don't do it around me because you can go over there and play God if you're if that's how you think of yourself. To use this as an example, but uh, it's where is your information coming from? So I just yep. posted a Twitter. Hey, we're only Twitter. a month away from Masters Week, by the way. For for you for oh. for the golf elite out there, I mean, it's just like it's it's funny. We're we're going to be starting up spin on golf again and everything. I mean, we're just a month away. Like I don't know about you guys. Okay, it was great in November. I mean, I'd rather have it than not have it. Obviously, okay, but I to have it back in April when it's supposed to be where it's supposed to be. I, I don't know. As cheesy as it sounds, it's like a, a return to normalcy. You know, even if we're not back to normal by then, and we probably won't be, but. That's just one right thing that's going to be happening a month from now. No, it, it definitely is. And I think right now, Dorch, have you looked at the long odds for some of the Masters right now? Because I think Morikawa is plus 3,300. I will do some looking. Sort of my, caught sort of my eye and stuff like this. But, uh, you know, uh, Sean, you can't – the Masters is one of those bucket list items. You know, yep. the, the bucket list items to attend – um, it's sort of tradition. I know myself and uh, being a part of us Dorches, uh, Metro Detroit golfers and stuff like that, you know, I bet you out of the thousands of people that are there, they're like us, where like that weekend is, sacri- you know, sacrilegious. Honey, don't put anything, no honeydew list, whatever, because that is one of the one tournaments, even more so than the U.S. Open or anything else, that you just want to watch all the coverage that there is on it because a lot of it is because of the golf course and you know what it leads to the question is it because it's like the forbidden fruit that it's so exclusive and you can't get onto it It, it's always had that allure to it and i love the fact that they've allowed and they play the uh females golf tournament there and they've opened it up i think that's great and stuff like that so uh dorch where we uh i told you earlier on this week i uh I had made, I uh, gone to Eric and talked about golfers, and we all know that I'm a Bryson DeChambeau lover because why? Because I play the Cobra one length clubs like he did because Cobra sent them to me because they think I'm the second smartest guy next to DeChambeau because he's like a nuclear physicist, scientist, brainiac. We all know that, right? So uh, I think my boy Bryson, you want to give me a little update there, Dorchie? Uh, a little update. Right now, uh, Corey Connors is leading at nine under. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Kid. Bri- Good what's Canadian that? kid. Yeah. Good uh, Canadian kid, Corey Conner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, six under right now, so three back. Uh, I also took Jason Day, who's uh, two under, so he's tied for 21st. You, right now, looking like the smartest guy in the room. I'll, I'll give you that. You took Victor Hovland uh, on top of DeChambeau, but you took Victor, Victor Hovland, who is uh, seven under. He's only two back, uh, tied with Rory McIlroy right now at seven under. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, the beauty of it with, with gambling, and, you know, you you heard Sean and I do the UFC and DraftKings reads and stuff like that, is there's so much whatever you're into, and you got to find what your groove is or where you accept it. You know, I, I, I bet the golf tournament each weekend and take and spend uh, two $5 bets and a $10 bet, and then I bet a 
two five dollar bets. Uh, Kyle Busch and Kozlowski always get five dollars for the NASCAR Pennzoil 400 this weekend, and I took Ryan Blaney as my ten dollar bet at plus 1200, and that'll get me through the whole weekend. And I've learned how to enjoy it, and that's so. I know there's people out there that have in the past also had maybe. Uh, money issues or gambling issues and stuff like that. So there's a way that that uh, finds your groove, and I think that the way that like DraftKings has opened it up to so many different sports that we can all be a part of, um, it's beautiful. Sean, has there been a? It's like for me, it's the golf that's kept me into it. And then if you want to get into it deeper, it's you can bet the the rounds and who beats who. That's the what heads I love, up and you can get it you know deep as deep into it as as you want. And uh, I. No. Mac, to me, that that's the coolest thing. Like when when you're dealing with DraftKings, I mean, to me, is during the course of a game. You know, because uh, who's kidding who? You you already put the bet down and everything, but you can watch a game and you can know, you know, when something looks to be swinging in one direct direction. The pendulum's going the other way, or or you're watching a guy in the sixth hole and and you're like, this dude's on fire. You know, what can I look up in regards to what the rest of his round might be and everything? Those are the fun things to me because it's not just the action before it starts. It's the action while the action is taking place. I mean, that's that's the cool stuff to me because I, my mindset is, you already got me for the next three hours, man. Let, let's let's <laughs> yeah. keep each other company for the next three hours. Yeah, no doubt. Now, Dorchi, uh, you got some master's odds because, you know, like you said, we got a month away. Is there something in there? I would exp- I would suspect Dustin Johnson's got to be one of my uh, favorites. So Dustin Johnson is the favorite right now at plus 550, followed by Rory and uh, JT, who are both at plus 1,000. Your boy Bryson is not far behind them at plus 1,200. Uh, speaking of the guys we talked about today, Colin Morikawa is plus 2,800. Victor Hovland, 3,300. Uh, Jason Day is at plus 4,000, and Tony Finau also at plus 2,800. Uh, Bro- uh, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Jordan Spieth plus 1,600. So there's some big names at the top wow. of this list, which I think is impressive. Wow. And a uh, little so- interesting thing, right now, if the, it started tomorrow, uh, the guy I was boasting about a couple weeks ago, Ricky Fowler, would not be in the Masters. So Isn't that mm, crazy? Shame. And you know what? That's so fickle. So anybody out there, guys, Ricky Fowler, if you're a fan, and I am a Ricky fan, but golf is such a fickle sport. And if you see the pros that we've heard stories and Ricky's the latest, uh, what that tells me is that's. I hope he gets his game back. But what that tells me at Jordan Spieth plus 1,600 is even the odds makers don't think it's a fluke. They think that because, and because he's won there before, because that's pretty uh, low odds for a guy that's been struggling like he has been. But, you know, seeing's believing, and, and you got to follow the money. And so following the money, if I looked at Morikawa at 3,300, he's down to 28. You know what I mean? That's, uh, you know, the betting angle. It's going it's going the positive way. So you going with uh, Shawnee B? You going with sausages and peppers? Or you, yeah, it you... looks that way. I'm 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 a big fan of the the R- Rinaldi jalapeno cheddar, and I, I think that's what we're going to roll with. That's awesome, Dorch. Any big plans this weekend? You got to clean the garage. Uh-huh. Or... I'm going to lay low, and then hopefully uh, dust off the clubs uh, early next week. Try to get a little golf. Well, you know what? If you uh, you find yourself swinging it a little, you're a little stiff. Just uh, call the Pain Free Life there and get down there because I don't want no excuses. <laughs> Absolutely, without kicking your ass up and down those stairways. <laughs> ooh yeah, ooh yeah. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining us here tonight. 
For the Derek McCarty Show for Sean Belegian, Eric Dorch, and Brandon Blake. Shout out to Warriors. Have a good weekend, guys. DMAC, and I'm out.